And welcome back, everybody, to Opportunity Knocks. My name is Dean Miller. I'm your host. I'm here today with special guests all the way in from South Florida, Jonathan Keith, Team JK from Compass Real Estate down in Fort Lauderdale. As you know, Opportunity Knocks is all about bringing people together to discuss business opportunities, uh, chance meetings that happen, all different kinds of things where you can find successes and failures, learn from those failures, share the successes with other people. Oh, JK, yeah. it is an absolute Absolutely. pleasure to have oh, you Dean, here. It's always a pleasure yeah. outside of, you know, biz, just, you know, being a good friend of yours. That's and it. Enjoying so, our time together. Yep. So I'll give you a little, a little background on uh, who Jonathan is, how we got to know each other. Jonathan's wife and my wife years ago worked together in the stock brokerage business. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Jonathan's wife, Tracy, transplanted down to Florida. Met him. They've been together how many years now? You yeah, guys I mean, married? It's got, I think it's like, what, seven, eight years. We're on eight. If I get that right. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't mess it up. <laughs> we can, get, we, yeah, don't get we me can fix that in post production now. Uh, they got a beautiful little girl who is five years old now. Right. And her Christmas was literally here. At, we're in Wonton, New York. Yep. And the Christmas was like literally right, right on the other side of like, the train tracks. Right on the other side, like a block yep. away, literally. Yeah, if you look out the back window of the building, <laughs> exactly. You can see the front exactly. And we were there at Wonton End last night for a, uh, for a reunion for Tracy. And I'm a little disappointed that you <laughs> did not let me know that know, you would be there last night because I could have crashed that the place party. Got, it's got, how old is that place? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say way old, yeah, at least they, 100 years. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if it goes back Histor- that far, Historical. It's definitely, it's definitely one of the longest running uh, establishments here yeah. in town. And it's a fun place. They're great people over right. there. We always have a good meal and it, it's just a fun environment. And they throw a good party. Yeah. They, put it, they got yeah, a great yeah. room. No, Phoebe had a great time. Yeah. I think she was like a year old. When we, so uh, here, shout uh, out, shout out to an unofficial sponsor, the Wanto Inn right okay, here. Okay, Wanto Inn. There you go. if you're ever in the neighborhood come on by knocking our door right. we'll come you got by the geolocation there you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got a ton of bars and restaurants within walking distance around here i don't know if that's a good or Such a bad a cool thing area. but it's it's a great little town i love yeah. it you know we moved down here denise and i moved down here um it'll be three years next month yeah and yeah, we've I remember ab- the old house you yeah, had we've absolutely loved every minute of it, it it's like wanta village yeah it, it was the greatest move we could have made for ourselves at the perfect yeah. time um and you know i got i got my little ones going into fifth grade so I mean, I've got uh, I've got a few years left, great. and the weather. You know, I'm here in shorts and flip flops, so that's I've it. never been in New York and been able to actually roll around in shorts and flip flops. And I've been here, yeah, a lot. Jonathan yeah. is definitely sporting the South Florida yeah. suit. Today. Yeah, yeah, he's it's got, uniform today. Tommy, Tommy Bahama <laughs> and the bright shorts and the flip flops. So, Jonathan, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. It's, I think you're going to bring some great insight to our audience, sure. uh, and I want to talk about a few things, and we'll talk about opportunities along the way. So, you have been in the real estate industry as in the sales industry for 19 years, right. started out as an independent agent. Right. Before that, you mentioned you were working in the appraisal world, yep. doing some flips, all that kind of stuff. So things that were dabbling in the real estate sector. Yeah. And what made you jump from that into the actual sales, sales part so, of the business? So, you know, I was investing, um, you, know, pre- you know, before that I was actually managing and I wanted to get out of the corporate world. And uh, and I, I, there was just no way I would step into sales. I just, there's no way I do a, you know, a just wonder if I could, you know, work on a commission only scenario right. and just wouldn't do it. And yeah, I, I went into and got my appraisal license, did, you know, probably about a good five, 600 worth of appraisals throughout the South Florida area. And then from that point, I, um, I just realized the opportunities out there it gave me the foundation for South Florida. And that's where I started building on. Once I got uh, that foundation through appraising, I, the day I got my real estate license, I never did an appraisal again. Really? 
And, uh, so and you I never literally, told back. you literally dove into sales head first and never head looked first, back. head first. And it's kind uh, of a terrifying spot to be in. It's well, come up yeah. a couple times. When you're, when you're commission only, that's a, that's a tough scenario. You're 1099, a big difference yeah. between a 1099 or a W2, yeah, you know? And so I've been on, so I've been self-employed for, you know, what, 19 years now. It's been it's like great. I said, said the other day, I said, you know, you're batshit crazy. You got the worst <laughs> boss in the world. He looks back at you every morning when you're brushing your teeth, I'm, right? I wake up fired every morning, <laughs> every morning I wake up fired and you I have to figure out yourself to the unemployment line real there's no unemployment That's for you. You right. go back to work and say, all right, That's I got to right. deal with that crazy I'm, I guy. feel unemployed every morning and I just get to work. You know, I love it though. But, that, but that's kind of, to talk about that, that's kind of the joy of it for a lot of yeah. us who have been doing this for as long as we have. I'm 22 years, you're 19 years. Right. Uh, it was terrifying when I first got in, but it was also the most exhilarating thing I had ever done because yeah. I said, okay, you know, I, I came from the corporate world as well. I worked in the credit card, in the credit card industry for uh, nine years in many different capacities, got pro, quote unquote promoted into international sales right. where uh, there was two year stretch where if you got a card from the company I worked right. for, all the security features that were on that card literally, literally crossed my desk because right. I was the only person in the company who could do it. Um, yeah. You know, I gotta tell you, yeah, it's the, you know, I just had a little slap in my face the other day of reality of where this all started, which was, you know, I was doing a realtor political action committee, uh, dinner down at uh, Don Shula's and Miami lakes. Okay. And, um, and, uh, when I got in there, I, I, you know, they had like a big dinner. It was just beautiful. You know, I'm running as their, Miami, they're Broward Miami president for the Miami Association of Realtors. 50,000. Right. You're, you're currently, currently the president of the board right? of realtors down there. So I run down for the RPAC. It's called the RPAC yep. dinner. And, um, and you know, I just realized, oh my God, this was kind of the beginning. I had some people that were actually, some of the agents were looking at some of the different pictures in the old school history of Don Shula. Mm -hmm. And I totally forgot. I, when I was in management, I actually uh, took a day off and went to a seminar um, that was, uh, it was Don Shula and Susie Orman. And then the guy, uh, I forgot his name, but he was the guy that wrote, wrote the book, Who Moved My Cheese. Uh, and, not um, Stephen Covey. Uh, no, it was some, it was another guy. Maxwell? I, I think it was Maxwell. Maxwell, yeah. Uh, you guys might have to Google that out, but anyhow. Uh, Great book, by the you way. You know, throughout the seminar, I recall uh, Shula and Susie specifically stating, if you're not doing what you love, then that's not living life. And at that point, um, you know, what, 20 years ago or so, nope. I didn't know what love was. I was just working to, to work and right. doing everything I could just to get by and enjoying it. Single I did guy well. doing right. your thing and enjoying and, life. And, uh, and it hit me about two weeks later. I'm like, man, I'm just not happy. I'm not doing what I love. And so when I was at this RPAC meeting, you know, a couple of days ago down in Miami, um, I was uh, talking to some other friends that were looking at some of the old school Don Shula pictures mm -hmm. of him at the Dolphins, uh, the Miami Dolphins. And, um, and I was like, you know, that guy actually got me in the biz. He made me realize that I needed to do what I loved. And at that point I thought I loved real estate. Right. And, uh, and then as I got deeper into it, I realized just how much I loved it to a point where we were literally on a 10 day vacation, you know, like last month. And I couldn't wait to just get back and get back to work. And everybody can't believe that, yeah. but it is true. I yeah, love now, trust me. I believe I said it all the time. You know, Denise loves a good vacation. I, and I don't get me wrong. I enjoy it as well, but it's funny. You know, I think it came up in one of the conversations the other day, years ago, I used to play golf yeah. and I got into golf because it was something my dad always wanted me to do so we could spend time together. I got into it and I played and I never really got very good at it. Um, and I was a member of the country club and it was fantastic and the socializing was nice, but it was always an inconvenience for me. And I looked at it when I played golf because I wasn't very good. I tend to knock a few more back than I probably should right, have. Right. So a round of golf wasn't a four to five hour event. It was an eight hour thing with a hangover the next day. Right, right. Um, 
And people are asking me all the time over the last eight, nine, 10 years, why'd you give it up? I said, well, you know, the, the initial reason was my brother passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle had moved on to different things and dad needed a shoulder replacement. So right. there was my force on the reason to play. And I, I gave it up. And within three months of giving it up, I realized how much I absolutely love what I do. Yeah. And I was getting so much more done because I didn't put that pressure on myself to say, hey, let's go play golf. Let's go to country club. I gave up the country club membership, moved on from that and com- completely immersed myself in the business. Right. Uh, and and I, my wife said to me one day, she's like, why, why don't you play anymore? And I said, well, remember the days when I did it. Right. How did I feel when I came home all too Ooh. often? I wasn't playing well. I was playing with people who I really didn't want to be around with right. after my foursome had dissolved. Um, and it, it hurt me the next day. And yeah. I was, I was literally tearing myself apart inside <laughs> because of the fact that, because of the fact that I was enjoying, you know, four or five, six extra drinks more right. than I needed to have. I absolutely love what I do. Yeah. This is my fun, my enjoyment. So when we go on vacation, it usually takes me at least a day or two to get into <laughs> vacation mode. It's like my, right. like my middle daughter, Paige, who's, uh, who's going to be 25 in a couple of weeks, says, I love vacation dad. And we all know when he shows up. But after two, three, four days of being on vacation, I get a little bit antsy because yeah. this is my creative outlet. I love right. what I do. Right. I, I think most of that's us. too. Yeah. I was, and that's what, that was my point is I think most of us who do do this the way that we do it. We love our businesses. Yeah. It's, it's our, it's our, it's other, an art. you know, it's our child. It's our art. It's our passion. Um, and I think many of us, and I, and I think you're right there with, as well. You do it because you're looking to make a difference. You're not looking yeah. to make money as a result. Right. I mean, clearly we all want to get compensated for what we do. Uh, and, and that's, you know, capitalism at its finest. And I'm, yeah, I'm a and big being proponent to, of it. And being able to see the outcome of some of the different transactions yeah. that I've yeah. done. And it's, it's happened more recently than, than ever where, you know, there was no way that deal would have came through without an agent yeah. involved and somebody that was extremely yep. skilled, especially with like, you know, with, with mental health and behavioral issues with families and domestic violence yeah. and divorce. And I mean, the list goes down. Death, so many challenges. All the, there's there. so many challenges, you know, clicking a Zillow or doing some sort of like online contract. Yep. It's going to be very interesting to see that pull off. It, I don't it's see like, you know, we talk about the, the, you mentioned Zillow and listen, anybody can knock them, but we always talk about the guest. Yeah. You know how how far off it is, and the reality of it is, I wrote a post earlier for somebody else today, uh, and talked about it, and they were talking about with Amazon getting into the real estate business now with with uh, Realogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's panicking again. Mm-hmm. I said, well, the reality of it is, yes, technology is going to squeeze a lot of people out of this business yeah. because they don't know how to adapt and adjust. Right. They don't know how to take advantage of opportunities. Oh, yeah. They look at fear and they run away from it. I said, but at the end of the day, most most real estate transactions revolve around a relationship. That's right. 100%. It's contact to contract. Yeah. And and that's, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Without a doubt. And you know, the key is, is, you know, you look at like with the whole Amazon and, and Realogy thing, you know, some say, well, you know, be careful where you're sleeping at yeah. the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like someone, someone was complaining. But it's a business model, yeah. you know? And, and that's exactly what I said. I think CB and Sotheby's and those companies are great. I mean, yeah. there's a, they're a luxury or they're, they're a transactional focused uh, business. You know, I think that, you know, each of them have compass has like their own vision. They're 20, yep. 20% and 2020, which, you know, I am 100% behind. I'm, I like to focus on listing inventory. That's a key factor for me. So that leads me to, you led into something and I heard some words that triggered to me. You've bought into the culture at Compass. Yeah. So let's yeah, talk about that culture. Story. 
you're, you're 19 years in the business. You right. started as an independent agent. You built up your business. You were doing well. You started to develop a team. You were with Douglas Elliman, uh, uh, Coldwell Banker, Banker, I mean, yeah. for how many years? Yep. So I was with Coldwell Banker for about eight years. Okay. And during that eight years, you built your team to how many people? We were at 17 at that point. Okay. And just so we can validate that Jonathan is the real deal, what were your best numbers at that time? So that number, we I think our last um, last numbers in 2018 were right about 40 and change, about okay. 44 million for so 2018. You guys were cranking some serious yeah, business, some business, and the average on your team, I'm assuming, if you broke down the averages for all your agents, were well above at at a minimum the local average. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you you and that's have, the key is like being able to take and outside of the money factor and outside of the impact factor for the community, it's actually taking individuals from the community and elevating them up to actually generate and do better business and make more money and make a bigger impact on the community. So let's, let's dabble in that. You've created opportunities for other people to come in and make a good living for themselves. How did you attract those people who were not in the real estate industry prior to joining you? You know, I think that, you know, ultimately you can't give somebody, you can't, you can motivate, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that there's a, there's a challenge when it comes to somebody that actually wants or doesn't want to do something, you've got to really be into this business to get anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I think the the historical nature of an average agent or an average plumber or an average uh, who wants to hire an average individual yep. to do anything anymore. Yep. I want you know somebody that's like bare minimum, great, right. good to great right. to the best. Yep. You know, and that from what I hear, everybody wants the best. And yeah. my main focus is always to be with the best. I want to be the best agent. If I'm going to be with a company, I'm going to be with the best company um, that supports the best to the customer. That's ultimately, Dean, all about service. And I, I want to make sure, more. yeah, I mean, with my history, my reputation, I am not about to lay it on the line by skirt, by curtailing service. Yeah. Service has to happen. You know, we, we look at this and say, we're, we're by law, we're licensed salespeople you know, broker or associate broker, but licensed salespeople. But the reality of it is I, I, I have this conversation all the time. In my life, I've sold five or six houses because they were mine. You know, I've bought or sold five or six houses. I've done hundreds of real estate transactions. But in those cases, I don't sell anything. I'm a facilitator. Right. It's my job to create the relationship right. and then be the matchmaker between the buyer and seller and put everybody together. And then I become the, uh, the you know, the conductor of the orchestra kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't ever look at sales as a dirty word. I think it's one of the most honorable businesses, honorable businesses in this country. And right. if you look at how this country was built, you know, Columbus had to sell, yeah. sell somebody on, on giving them the money to get the boats out there. And yeah, I, Washington and company had to sell the people here to fight, you know, fight and put their lives. I think on there's the a motivational factor in that whole sales term where, you know, if you hired somebody hourly to do something, the motivation for them to actually get it done and do the best. Cause that's the biggest challenge we're dealing with, mm -hmm. like, especially like in South Florida. I don't know what it's like around, around in New York or in general across the nation. But I mean, I'm assuming work ethic, especially with the times that we're in today is not as what we would expect at this time and age, you it's, know, so you know, it's, it's paying funny. somebody hourly yeah. and then actually motivating them by a commission. That's a whole different world. Yeah. I mean, I'm motivated. I mean, you can't imagine what I'm willing to do and go above and beyond but, for, you know, a structure that's worthy enough for me to chase after. And, you, know? and you put it brilliantly. I would say motivation comes from within. You that's can't right. be motivated to do something. You can be inspired by right, someone else, right. but the motivation that's has correct. to come from within, which is why I'm not a fan of the quote unquote motivational speaker title yeah. that is so improperly put on so many people. Inspiration mm -hmm. is another yeah. story. 
you know, and that could that could be a public speaker, that could right. be the, the pastor of your church or the rabbi of your church. Yeah, I'm always looking at encourage whoever. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And I think you do a good job with that. So you touched on it. You made the move from from Caldwell over to Compass mm-hmm. a little, almost a year ago. Yeah, now. yeah, yep. and September. You had your reasons for it. Share with us why you chose to make what amounts to a pretty big leap when you look at the amount of value you were bringing right. to previous programs. You know, there's, there's a few things and I'll touch on the R's, but, um, you know, right off the bat, um, I just, you know, I felt a little empty where I was, whether it was at CB or anywhere else. Um, I just hadn't really seen the leadership and I haven't seen the overall, um, I would say just, just, just a whole path ahead going forward with the way technology is evolving and ultimately, I think that, you know, with how things are evolving, responsibility and 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 really focusing on what's going to be ahead of us is a key factor and what I needed to do as a leader and for the team. So, and I felt that Compass was embracing the story of how, for instance, Robert Refkin, their CEO, mm-hmm. where, where he came from, I thought he was he has a great story. For those of you that uh, haven't looked into Compass and where they started off at and what Robert Refkin's uh, background is, it's a really, really cool story. Yeah, it's an interesting story. And, um, and, and, you know, I just felt like I saw Compass wanting to invest in the profitability and in their agents for the future not just as it stands. Um, you know, we all need help and support, you know, if we're coming onto a company like Compass or any of the different companies out there, Remax right. or whatever, but, you know, ultimately they want to be, uh, you want to be supported. And I felt like Compass had, had laid that out and was very clear that, hey, we were going to support you in any way that you, I mean, that's what they said. Listen, you tell us what you need to be the best. And I don't want to ask to exactly on. what those things were because that's, yeah. you know, but I mean, that's you don't have a problem. You got marketing expenses. You've got but, um, support. I've got a sales manager there. I'll totally even touch on it. I have no, uh, yeah. there's nothing I, 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 yeah, I'm go ahead, concerned about addressing. It. You know, I have a sales manager that helps me facilitate the team. That was a big scenario for us. You know, we had Meaning somebody, the move from the previous company to yeah, bring the whole so, team over with you. Right. So the sales manager alone. So the way they've structured is they have a broker that deals with the issues, whether it's escrow disputes or whatever that stuff. But then you've got um, a sales manager that focuses on production and service, you know, and ensuring that the business gets done right. And it's consistently right. And the agents are in check to do things. And that person right. is not competing as he's a sales. Yeah, person, he's correct? not competing. And not only that, he has a background in technology, which is huge. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, well, what's the compass tech? factor well you know what that's funny my sales manager was at zillow for four years and he was um he started a lot of platforms there so you know i've got a guy that's a very very savvy technology driven manager supporting me and that's a big issue in itself it sounds to me at every level of your organization within the bigger company you've got a structure set up where everybody's kind of watching everybody's back a little right. bit at a time. Right, nobody's, right. nobody's climbing over anybody on the ladder. Everybody yeah. knows their rotation. Yeah. Them. I mean, here's a great example. I'm here in New York and, yeah. um, you know, doing, you know, the rounds, it's my wife's uh, uncle's 90th birthday. So we're going to come and catch up with him, but on my way out, it's all communication. It's communicate out to anybody just in case they couldn't catch me on a flight. Hey guys, via WhatsApp, just so you know, you can always reach out to, you know, the sales manager or right. the support staff. If you can't reach anybody else while I'm you know out for a couple hours and I'll circle back. Okay. I'm back in yeah. and here I am. If you need anything, I'm always there for my guys and, and compass is there for me. It's yeah. huge. 
Yeah, that, that's great to hear. It's great yeah. to hear. So you've got your hand in a lot of things like you, you touched on earlier. You are the president of the local board of realtors down there, which is one of the top. Right. It's the biggest. Three, is it it's the, the largest biggest one now? Yeah. yeah. 50,000 realtors. Yeah. Largest yeah. board of realtors in the United States right, right now. What the hell made you want to even do that job? You know, there was, I mean, ideally, you know, there's obviously a legacy factor behind it, but you, I think there was a path of, of different things that had came up over the past few years between, you know, hurricane relief and, you know, rotary and all the other things that I. You're opening you know, all the doors for my next question. I know, so keep I know. Going. I yeah. appreciate it. So, um, so, but ultimately, uh, you know, I think that, you know, when it comes to leadership, Sometimes, even though you may or may not want to be or do the leadership, sometimes you're just the right person for it, you know? And I think at that time and in 2019, when we were seeing the future of what leadership was going to be like in January, it, I was the right person to come in for Broward to lead the Miami Association of Realtors um, and push forward. Uh, I feel like, you know, you want to be able, and you know, for me, I'm actually building other agents to come in and fill that role as history continues with the Miami Association. What I've, what I've, as a friend, it's what I've always respected most about mm -hmm. you. Yeah, you've always got the best interests of other people at heart. Right, one hundred percent. Everything you do yeah. all the time. Yep, yep, yep. So um, if, even if you look at my team, I have a historical, uh, a historical past of growing and taking agents that were literally zero production to um, top producers um, that are still on my team. You know, I've had some of them run and do some of their own stuff. Um, and not only just production, uh, the impact of where I've had certain team members come on and they're like, well, you know, what's next for me? And they followed my path or created their own community path outside of just real estate. Ultimately, when you're, you know, as a realtor, we need to be making an impact in our community. We yep. are the top tier. Like if you look at any, you know, professional job out there in the community, the realtor has the most free range to, to be able to meet and do everything they can to support the community. Cause you know, when somebody's buying a house, you look at like every, everything that happens up to the buy yeah. and then everything that happens after or during, and then after the sale, there's so many things that take place. And then we're those people where we know everything right. about everybody and the community. And it's just the nature of what we're, yeah, we have that's to what do we're, yeah, as part yeah, of, as part what we're of supposed the to do. And that's like one of the things I love the most. Yeah, it's a huge it's such an open range game. And that's what you see. Yeah you know, in that world of real estate, you know, each realtor, you know, you see different agents, some of them fly by the seat of your yep. pants, but then, you know, for like myself and our team, you know, we try to niche out, you know, different agents for, I have a, you know, an investment group. I have a commercial group. I have a luxury group. So everybody's working group. with somebody of so like everybody's, mind. yeah, everybody's pinpointed. They, they're laser focused. They're, they've got their horse blinders on and what they're supposed to be doing. And that's huge. Time out. If my wife is watching, I just want you to notice that Jonathan used the phrase laser focus. She laughs at me about it all the time. She's like, I never heard of that. And ever since right, she hears right. it all the time. I'll get a laser and point in your so eyes. Denise, sure. if you're watching, ha ha, there's another one. <laughs> um, I, I didn't say that, D. <laughs> I, I love that your team is niched out. You know, 
Yeah. Um, I, I think it's hard. It's a brilliant move. And it's it's hard because everybody wants to be all things. To right. One hundred percent. If you were to ever wonder, like what the b- biggest challenge in running a team and, and handling you know, a team in general is that is the I think that that's that's the hardest yeah. part for those that have teams out there or that are watching the podcast. That's a big factor in itself. And uh, trying to be able to nail that down is going to be one of the things that I'm going to work on yep. in the near future. And that's why, you know, as a company, when we've gone through the, we've been going through the rebranding process and, and making subtle changes to not to put anybody into a state of shock. Uh, but we looked at it and we said, you know what, what are we best at? And all my years of doing this, I've dabbled in a few commercial deals. They, they happened. You know, I actually got one of my own properties. Someone came to me and I, I put the whole thing together myself uh, with the help of one of my lawyers, but I would never do a commercial transaction. When mm-hmm. I bought that building, I had a broker, Oscar Savone, who represented me. When I leased the space we're in right now, Chris Pesci, I called him up and I said, you know, I said to to my network, who's the best guy to do what I'm looking to do? Because it's not my area of expertise. And I said, you work for me. I'm your client. Just because I have a license doesn't mean anything. Um, I I think we also, we as a company have said for, for now, until we can start to build out and it's, it's very general, but we're only going to focus on single family homes. We're not going to do condos and co-ops and multifamily and all this other stuff. We're going to stick to what we do. I've got a network and my, you open up my computer, just probably somewhere between 3,500 and 4,000 realtors yeah. who I have either personally met or spoken to or had developed a relationship through the internet, social oh, yeah. media stuff um, that yeah, I Cobra. trust that I could put somebody anywhere. I mean, listen, let's yeah. full disclosure. Uh, I own a house down in South Florida that we bought for my yep. daughter to live in a couple of years ago. Jonathan helped us find that yep. house. And now that Paige has decided to move to Chicago, Jonathan's the one handling that transaction it. And, and the same thing, Chris, Chris Crawford and his son Grant up, up in Naperville, Illinois. You know, I flew out to meet with them and I said, yes, I'm a professional. This is what I do, but I'm your client. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know how things are done in your neighborhood. I mean, I look at Florida real estate, New York real estate. Could not be further from yeah. the, you know, oh, yeah. we're all about attorneys. That's, you guys are the, right. We're, you know. we got to, we were all about attorneys too, but yeah. it's a different, different way of doing but, but, and closing but, a transaction. Right. Out, so yeah. Closing a deal in Florida tends to be a lot faster than it is here in New York. Uh, a lot smoother, a lot cleaner. There's a lot more work res- responsibility on the part of the real estate agent. Yeah, I don't think that Florida really realizes the difference. And they, yeah. they if, like if they came up here and tried to do, well, I'll take that house right yeah. down next to Wanta, and that's not that's not going to be the same process. No, as, definitely not. Definitely know. not. So it, it's the attorneys handling it right off the bat, They're and it's involved. part. It's and it's part of why I say when you look at the big companies getting involved, it's not real estate across the country. Mm. Everything is everything has a hyper local feel to it. Right. The the, the techniques, the trends, the the the, the habits of the people yeah. around here, the 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 efforts that are put in on behalf and and there's a lot of passing the buck. And I don't yeah. say that as a negative thing, but you know, the way we do transactions here in New York, it goes from one person to another and right. and everyone's gotta pay attention to what's going on behind them and get a heads up on what's going on in front of them. Yeah. But like today I'm sitting here and I got a call saying, I need this paperwork from you. Terrific. Do we have any idea when a closing schedule? Oh, we scheduled it three days ago. It's going to happen on Monday. You know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy who's responsible for putting everybody in that room. Yet the two people who actually booked the room failed to call me. Not that I I worry about it because I talk to my clients all the time. Process. It it was funny that he called that the lawyer called me an hour before I was scheduled to follow up with my client to give him an update that I had gotten from them. Uh, I was like, all right, well, at least, at least we found that's out. That's a good point. I like that key factor. And I love hyperlocal. And I think yeah. that that's one of the focuses um, when niching my team 
that I, that I really want to hone in on and create for my agents to make sure that they know all the communities yeah. in the county they're working in and the subdivisions that they're tied to and the people that are tied into <laughs> what's hap- what's happening in yeah, the neighborhoods and all and the events yeah. and all that the whole hyper local yep. factor is really a song it's, it's a very strong foundation of what we try to focus on it's a the huge team. part of what we're building internal systems for here because you know you look at my business we just sold a condo in new york city mm-hmm. uh which is which is 40 minutes without the traffic right east, east of me and we've got a listing out in east hampton from as the flow cries it's about a hundred Right. Hundred miles, give or take. It's a huge market. Yeah, I was that, trying to get out to the Hamptons too. By the way, yeah, that's oh, not happening. That's oh, not happening this weekend. You get too much on the schedule. <laughs> uh, one of these days we get Man, you out I, to- I can't. I can't go anywhere with like some crazy schedule. I really wanted to go out to the Hamptons. Yes. Well, nine times out of ten, you I show mean, up here, say, "Let's get together." And next thing you know, you're on a plane, you're landing back and <laughs> right, back in South right, Florida. Right, right. Um, but but one of the things that we're working on building to bring value to our agents is to say, "Okay, we're going to build these lifestyle type pages." Uh, that will run through Facebook and places Huge. like that good. so that we know and we'll let the community yep. get involved in it as well so that the community can share what's happening right. there and it will, it will patrol itself. Right. Um, you know, it's funny you say that I, um, I'm actually the chair for the Christmas on Las Olas this coming year. So I had to definitely plug that. So there was definitely strategy here yep. and me mentioning it. But when you're talking about hyperlocal, uh, you know, I, from what I'm understanding now uh, and what we're starting to facilitate and, and position and, schedule all the different vendors for the Christmas on Las Olas coming up in December is that, you know, the, the actual businesses, the restaurants can't serve there on the Las Olas strip. So they've said, Hey, listen, if that's the case, then, you know, the charities are able to. So my, my next hyper local factor is bringing a charity and aligning them with a corporate business within the area okay. to support that charity while the charity generates liquor they're on the strip because the restaurants aren't allowed to serve on the actual street. They can serve in their business inside, but not outside. Right. So there's kind of like a little nuance on being hyper locals, bringing a charity and a corporation together gotcha. that probably didn't know each other. And now they're going to bring their own people together. The charity's going to have their people and the you know corporation's going to have their people and then they're going to intermingle. And there's those relationships that just start to, you know, you know, they start to, you know, boil over. And I think that that's going to be really cool. I'm kind of yeah. looking forward and, to that. And, and, and that's a huge part. Of, I mean, that's part of why we're doing the podcast here is we want to get to know every small business owner yeah. in the area. And we want to expose them to our audience right. while exposing us to their audience to help everybody get that, that right. bit of growth. And then know? maybe I can be the conduit for South Florida you never in, know. Case, and, and, in case and, they and want to come down to. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Let, let's dive into that. You yeah. know, Jonathan and I talk about all the time. There's a lot of New Yorkers that are moving out of town. Yep. Uh, Long Island, uh, New York in general is expensive. Long right. Island is one of the most expensive places in the country when you look at it per capita uh, for cost of, cost of living. Right. Property taxes. Real yeah, estate what's your tax. income tax here? It's eight, right? It, it's, just, it's just never ending. Right. Yeah, so you got we, the income tax. Then we're you've getting got banked your, with everything. We've your, got the salt, property tax. Yeah, we've got the salt restrictions that most right. of the country doesn't have. We, right. You know, the, the, joys, the joys of that. <laughs> so where you can get your deductions and just the cost yeah. of so your 10 grand, the, your max 10, which yeah. everybody's got in the nation. Yeah. But when you've got income tax right. and property tax, right. holy snake. And then you got, lot. you know, you got people who work in the city paying city taxes and commuter Ooh. taxes and everything else that goes, comes along with yeah. it. And then our, our utility bills are, are through the roof. Oh. I mean, PSENG, right. the, the former LIPA. Yeah. We're, uh, we're seeing a lot of New Yorkans that maybe New Yorkers that just already have second homes and they're becoming primary homes. Okay. 
and again, we're not steering. Yeah. We're not. No, no, of course. On, on average, yeah. who are the New Yorkers you're seeing moving down to South Florida? Are they younger? Are they middle-aged? Are they older? Are they established? Yeah, the la- I'd say probably like the last three New Yorkers were probably in that, um, the, uh, you know, 40 to 60 range. So still working. Yeah. Still need some to make working money. And some, you know, some are retiring. Okay. On their way out. Yeah. You know, of the Be- workforce. Because Florida... Well, Florida's got some great tax advantages, especially compared to New York. It's still not a cheap place to live. Oh, no. I mean, and, and, and don't let me take anything from New York. I mean, if you were here no, today, we nailed, like, the weather. I'll tell you that because it is gorgeous here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gorgeous. I yeah, think it's probably somewhere like the, the 88 degrees. And it was high beautiful. 90s and humid the other yeah. past couple of days. But, yeah. you know, we, we listen, it's like I tell people all the time. If you live in New York, please don't complain about the weather because you can make a choice. You can move <laughs> right. to Florida where it's just <laughs> as hot. You can call Jonathan and he'll help you there in Florida. So, yeah, anybody yeah. anybody who I know here in New York, if you're looking to get out and complaining about the weather, I get it. In December, yeah. January, February, when we're shoveling out of the snow. Yeah, listen. What's uh, kept you here? I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. As, I, think that every, I think the public wants yeah, to know. When, yeah. when I was much younger. Um, you know, so I became a father at 21, right. uh, and right around the time that I had turned 21, um, I was heavily involved in the music business. I'd studied audio recording. I was bouncing around freelancing, working in, in local studios for small bands and making chump change. Um, and I was looking for a permanent gig. Uh, and I got an offer to go out to California to, to manage a studio. But the guy says, you know, we're going to pay you just above minimum wage and you, it's going to take two years before you make any kind of money. And there's right. going to be a lot of times where you're just gonna have to run around and go get coffee. Right. Um, and I, I passed on the job, thankfully, because there was an earthquake out there a couple months later that literally mm. consumed the entire building. Jeez. Uh, and I always said back then, I didn't want to leave New York because my grand, my mom's parents were right. still alive. And, and, uh, you know, my, my grandfather lived in a VA home for 26 years. Yeah. And I just always, you know, we grew up in that, in that stereotypical Italian family yeah. where we all got together every Sunday and had dinner. Right. Um, so fam- family was the main, and I, I don't blame them, but family was the one thing that kept me around. So I had, you know, I had my son, I got married. I had my daughter a couple of years later. Um, I got out of the corporate world because I hated it. Mm. And I've always just looked at it and said, this is home. You yeah. know, th- th- you know, my wife has said to right. me time and time again, would you consider moving? Uh, and when we bought the house here in Wontaw three years ago, I, she said she wanted to move South and I, I wasn't going. And I, yeah. and I honestly said to her at one point, listen, if you want, I have, a, I have an idea. And this is when I was still running the restaurant yeah. and the real estate company. Right. I said, We'll get a place down down south. We'll find a place that you're happy and comfortable, and I'll commute back and forth. I'll come, to, you know, I'll spend week every weekend right. or whatever it was, or two two days a week, whatever it was, because in the restaurant business, you yeah. know, you're not you're not leaving on Friday night, right. uh, and in the real time. estate business, you're not leaving on Friday night. You know, yeah. week. So like I said, Friday is like is is like Realtor Monday. You know, sometimes. Uh, so I I've just always. I don't know. I may, maybe it's a fear thing. I'm yeah. not sure, but all my businesses are here, you right. know, everything I do. And I, and I do, I got a wealth of projects that I'm right. working on that are all here. I've got the real estate company. I've got the investment in the company upstate. Yeah. Uh, my relationships are here. My bonds are here. Um, you know, mom and dad are still yeah. here. My, yeah, granted, mom's, That's down a big in, factor, yeah, sure. mom's down in Florida. Yeah. Most of the winter, but it gives us an excuse to disappear and go right. out and visit right. her. And for Easter, we, you know, we always get to, yeah. by the way, I got a big, 
big, big shout out because <laughs> we always spend Easter with Dean and, and your mom. They're That's always so hospitable. Five years now? Yeah. 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 This and, is Easter and, time and it's gorgeous. Yeah. And you, know, you guys spreads you, ridiculous. You guys are a bless. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful day to celebrate all, all things, but it's, it's really that day for us is all about friendship. Yeah. yeah totally. Uh, you know, friends, we family, we've always Phoebe loves it. it rolling down the golf course yeah. hills and getting in the <laughs> sand it. and the mud. We always hit the sprinkler times for That's some reason it. or another. She comes so, back all nasty, tearing up your, so your mom's your mom and dad have a place down in <laughs> Jupiter and it's in a, it's in a, it's a beautiful, beautiful complex uh and it's on a golf course community and if you walk out their front door it's the uh the, the back hill off of one of the greens yeah and it's you know probably about 10 12 feet yeah. high at least oh yeah the kids love to roll in off certain it. spots it rolls straight so we roll we run out every that's day. that's phoebe's grown-ups are, the grown-ups are already you know we've gone through yeah. a picture of of jonathan jonathan makes a killer sangria if you ever <laughs> meet him sangria. hit him up for that yeah. recipe maybe hey, we'll, i hey, tried to get sangria over at one time in last yeah, night no, oh it wasn't no, a good not, idea not yours. i got called out on that one maybe one of these days i'll get you to actually write it <laughs> out and i'll publish it for <laughs> you um but we always have such a good time and it's funny because the kids roll down the hill and sometimes the drunken adults roll down the hill and then the sprinklers always seem to go on and i don't think that's by accident i think yeah. the security guys down yeah there, probably probably saying, phoebe you know, loves <laughs> it she talks about it. she's all dirty sand. Yeah. she's digging sand out of her we, little butt we have, for who knows we have how long. good times and it's you know and ultimately that's what it's all about it's, yeah. it's connections and yeah. people so you know I, I can't really definitively say what's kept me here yeah um, but I guess if you listen to my words, you could probably figure yeah, it, it out. It sounds like mom and dad. Maybe somebody explain it to right, me. It, right. it definitely is the family tie. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's a big part of it. Uh, even when they travel in their way, right. it's, you know, we're always. What are you seeing on the biz? Yeah. Are you, you feeling like you're, are you seeing that salt? You know, tax We're seeing, you know, let, let everybody know what it's the salts of sales. What is yeah, it? The sales? Uh, state, 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 local taxes. State, local yeah. taxes. So state, local taxes on salt. And uh, what's happening? Are you feeling like. So here's, here's the state of the market as I see it. Most, here in New York. Most days here Long on, on Long Island. Not right. even. Not We're even, here, Wanta, yeah. Long Island. Na Nassau County. Yeah, Nassau know, the County. First, the first county outside. Breaking it down for everybody. Um, first time buyer activity has been frantic this spring into the summer. Uh, multiple offers on any property that's priced properly. Mm. Tremendous amount of homes selling for above asking price because either there's so much demand or so many of the agents are finally catching on and saying, why are we listing 10, 15% above what it's going to mm. sell for? Let's come in a little bit low and get the multiple offers so that people right. will bid on it. Uh, it goes back to that, that, quick, that quick sale strategy that we've used for years where we price homes drastically below what we believe they're worth yeah. and we create the opportunity for multiple offers. Uh, so first time buyer activity has been uh, very strong. Um, depending on the towns, trade ups to those mid level and just above average homes. So it, depending on whose numbers you look at, the the average home in Nassau County, single family, six hundred, give or take a little bit. Yeah. We use it just as that's our home. our hot spots right between four and seven. So so and that's yeah. what we're having yeah. is is those homes in towns that are older and beat up and undervalued because of condition mm -hmm. they're moving very quickly we've okay. got a tremendous amount of investors uh buying up older right. homes and you know in in Wanta alone you can't you can't go three blocks without right. running into a, at least two new construction projects and by the way you heard about our concierge program right over there compass yeah i'll let it's, you i'll let you jump into yeah, that i gotta i gotta, I gotta plug yeah. that the yeah. concierge program set up so these guys they're out running doing investments yep. and they want to go ahead and stop and just keep their money compass will come in and they'll do all the renovations yeah no fees, just straight money. If it's $30,000 and it's a licensed and insured GC that's been vetted, um, 
that's what the $30,000 will come off the end of the sale. Cause that'll, you know, pump that property. If you've got, yep. you know, $700,000 transactions happening in a specific subdivision and you got a guy that's listening for five thirty, and they go and drop another 50 into it, it brings them into a five eighty net. And, but he's, he's actually selling at seven now yep. instead of, you know, at five thirty. you know, Compass will eat the difference in, in the repairs and renovations yeah. out of that. Yeah. They, they've done a brilliant job. And I, you know, people, people have said to me, why the hell would you interview other real estate agents on your own podcast? Aren't you doing it to build your own <laughs> right, business? And I right. said, no, I'm, I'm doing it to build awareness uh, and, and to yeah. highlight the biggest yeah, investment course, out there. Course. Hey, and I mean, you're a seasoned player in the game. I mean, yeah, listen, I, we, I, we cooperate, we work with, you know, everybody. I don't, in all I don't I don't compete with anybody. We're all in this yeah. together at the end of the day. We it's have collaboration to work with each other. And you know what? If I get beat by somebody who did a better job than me, I'm the first one right. to give right, them a right. pat on the back Next. and say congratulations. Yeah. That's it. One of my favorite words. Next. Next. Yeah. You know, you're going to see them again and yep. it'll be yours next time. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. It's, it's, it's all about, yeah. and it, you know, that competition actually is a good thing because yeah. every, every yeah. once in a while I'll run into a, a listing and say, I didn't get that. I right. And, and you know, right. you wait for it to come on the market and realize do, it was another guy. We that, immediately try to do what we refer to as the autopsy. Anytime we do something sure. and, and it doesn't work out the way right, we right. anticipated. You, totally. We always want to go in and study what hundred percent. I'm, so I'm, I'm I, I've had, I, I've had, I hate losing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. And, and, and yeah. sometimes I'll try to do the autopsy right away when I'm yeah. given the no. Uh, sometimes I'll wait until some other lucky SOB right. outworked me and I don't look yeah, at it as luck. You know what? Sometimes. And I'll know, ask. I'll tell you, you know, sometimes as far as like team JK is considered, they're not always the first to get the listing. Right. But usually we're always the last, yeah. you know? So yeah. a lot of times we'll have agents that probably don't have the marketing capacity that we have to dominate. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we'll have, you know, a seller that feels a little more comfortable. Maybe they were a friend of the agents mm -hmm. and we weren't, but they heard how great we were at marketing and they end up using that individual and maybe they weren't able to get it done. And then they yeah. realize, Hey, wait a minute, we should have had that guy, Jonathan or team JK all along because they actually have a marketing platform. I we am. talk about it all the time. And I'm yeah. going to show you some of the stuff that we've been working on when we get back to the house yeah, sure. after this, before we knock the first half of yeah. the bottle down. I know. Uh, I know. I have a feeling it's going to be a long night. Yeah. Tonight. We, we will eventually stop talking yeah. shop, but like I said, this is, this is what we do. Oh, this this is, is our fun. This is great. I, uh, I mean, this is great. It's probably one of the coolest podcast scenarios I've been I, I, I being with you. is yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it, it was a novel idea and, and I give Corey all the credit for, for coming yeah, I up. see a little podcast like, division going on over there and team JK down. In the yeah. We're, and, and, you know, talk to us. And, yeah. and Corey's been an absolute superstar in helping us facilitate things. And him and the guy he originally worked for both said the same thing to me. You need yeah. to do a podcast. And now that he's, I stole him away from Ed. Right. Uh, you know, he brought it up to me and, and I, I think it was a yeah, little bit move. shocked at how quickly I said, yeah, here's my wallet. Go spend right. my money as right. he's nodding his head over there. Right. But I, I look at it and say, Corey. It, it's already created so many more benefits and opportunities well, content, for me. Know? And that's it. I look at, I look at our numbers on Facebook the first two times we live stream and we were getting three times more the engagement within yeah. an hour than we were getting in a week yeah, on other stuff. hundred percent. You know, I see some top players down yeah. South Florida doing a lot yeah. of video and all that. You know, I try to focus on doing more real estate and you know, my time will probably evolve a little bit. Yeah. I need to do a little more content. I video think on my with, end, you, with you being involved with the company as the team yeah. leader, as the president of no, the no. board of realtors, as such a senior experienced player with Rotary. Yep. And I do want to touch on you on your charitable stuff oh, yeah. before we wrap up, sure. but you look at those three parts 
And then you look at your personal life, which you don't necessarily have to include in it. And I completely respect people who want nothing to do with their family. You know, the king of all things content right now, yeah. Gary V. Nobody's ever seen a picture of his wife or kids. Right, well, and and that's not well, an I easy. I know, and Phoebe's like yeah. out front for me all <laughs> well, the time, whether it's business or my personal. First, my been, first podcast my guest yeah. sat in that chair right. was my daughter, Allison. Right, Allison. Um, and and she's you, really good. I actually have that video. I, I don't know, it's, know where it is, it's but funny. I see it every I, once in a while. I keep saying to myself, I want to keep it a little bit private, yeah. not share too much. But every Everybody who saw that one minute clip that we posted, the kids got a message right. in there. So right. I don't know if I'll actually publish the video on the on, on the company side. But I I think for those who yeah. want to follow me on the personal side, yeah. um, you know, Dean Miller or Dean Miller NY, depending on the platform. Uh, cheap plug right there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I may I may yeah. share it. I'll, I'll check with Denise and see just, how she feels love, about it as well. It was it was yeah. a really good message. Phoebe's just my life, yeah. you know, and, you know, I kind of find it interesting sometimes, that, you know, some of the leaders out there, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Gary Vee. I mean, I know he's, yep. a, he's a strong player in your life. Um, but for me, you know, I like to see people's lives. Yeah. You know, I, I like to want to know that people. they're real. The way I operate, like on my team, it's an open family environment. Yep. I'm always focused on everybody's position in their family mm-hmm. and how they, you know, handle their, I mean, I'm obviously not involved in their personal life other it's, than helping facilitate the business to complement their right, personal life. Exactly. And that's a big factor for me and understanding what that's like with children and all that makes it so much easier. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree with you. And it, you know, it, and it's like someone, part of why I don't want to do is because somebody put up a comment and said, you know, you're, you're a great dad and a great role model to her. And that to me was like, it's not about me. Uh, it's about and and while I appreciate yeah, it, I mean that could have been taken I, a lot. Of, I think it's great. Well, yeah. I greatly appreciated. The I would appreciate it. Yeah, I'm like yeah, we continue. But but yeah. I thought about it. and I said I don't want to be so self. I don't want to come across as being self involved and pimping my kid out. Yeah. At the same time, and you know, it, it's it's like I I, I, was I heard somebody make a, like a awkward comment like that a long this, time ago, and then they realized, wait a minute, you know, Phoebe's really special. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. just a cool little girl. It, it, she's like a little bad news bear, and I can't help it. I can't um, help it. She's yeah. not a bad news bear. I think right. she's half the characters <laughs> yeah. on that team. She, I'm she's, telling you, she's a piece of work. Yeah, I love she that. She is kid. just hilarious, yeah. and you know, seeing her in video or watching her taking yep. photographs or just doing the things that she's doing is just you know, right now yeah. she's into the whole Hatchimal thing okay so like we spent you know this morning she was like unhatching these little things that are in these eggs yep. and just watching her warm the egg up for yeah. about a minute and <laughs> saying i can't do it i can't do it these are things uh, that i would want to put in video and facebook and live that, and across that, that, that damn line right there uh, watch that video i posted yeah. with ali the other day because that's what we talk about is the word yeah. can't and and how we 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 don't allow it in our yeah. house you know yeah. and and i thank my dear friend brian moses for really bringing that out of me yeah i know right uh uh, Brian is, was, was major influence on me when yeah. I, when I first got into real estate and got involved in the coaching world. And he's a dear friend. We're trying to set up a time to get together and maybe that'll happen soon. So yeah. let's dive, let's dive into some of, some of the other things. Um, you're involved in rotary. You're involved. By the way, there's no agenda here. Do you no. see it? There's no, if, if, if Corey dropped the camera down on the, on the table, this is open game. It's, open mic. Listen, you it's and two, I guys, two guys bullshit trying to bring some yeah. value to people out right. there who are listening. Right. Uh, and, and I, I try, like we had a gentleman in here yesterday, uh, Femi Adebanjo, who I heard a podcast he did with a guy that I met through a podcast, uh, and through some mutual friends and we followed each other on Insta- on Instagram and that's the extent of our relationship. Uh, and we really don't stalk each other very much to be honest with right. you, so, which, which is easy to do. You never you know. You, you, that's right. You never know. But trust me, after meeting yeah. him and seeing him, if you go back and watch it, you'll know. I and stalk I, you every once in a while. And, just, yeah. Well, that, listen, but that's a personal <laughs> issue. That's not a business thing. So I'm okay with that. Um, 
You're not, it's like I tell people all the time, yeah. well, I'm going to steal your idea. You're not stealing anything. Take yeah. what I'm doing. It's yours right. for free. If right. God bless you out there. And if you need help, let why me know. Why reinvent yeah. the wheel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, steal and deploy. Right. You know, you right. want to implement. Yeah. And that's, that's the key. That's the one thing I never really, the, that's like a huge scenario that I always watch. Like on the team, some people are like, well, they're going to take all of your ingredients from the team. Or Good. They're going to go and do something <laughs> else. Well, great. Let's see him do something with it. Implement. It, it was you like, know? you know, so, and, and I'm not, my intention is not to throw anyone under the bus yet, but when I had the restaurant, yeah, I published all the recipes to all the cocktails that we made and told yeah. people, you can make it, do me a favor, take a picture of it and thank me. Right. And, and if you own the bar right next door to me and want to sell the same thing, God bless you. Yeah. Imitation yeah. is the most sincere form right. of flattery. If you can be first to market yeah. with something and let's face it, no matter how inventive all of the greatest chefs in the world are, their ideas, their ideas came from something they learned from someone else. Right. They may put two ingredients together that yeah. never worked before. Nobody ever did it. And they figured out a way to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. But that influences. So right. yes, there are, there are out of the box thinkers, overly creative. Yeah. How, do they, guys, yeah. how do they artistically I mean, bring that all together? Listen, we talk yeah. about our buddy, Steve and Steve was one of the greatest chefs I've ever had the privilege of. Well, he's, he's the only chef I had the privilege of working yeah. with. But, um, but when I look at it, I've been to his restaurants and I look at his food and I'm like, how the hell did you think to take right. this product and that product and marry them together to the point where I want to have 10 more, even though I feel like I'm going to just lean over and pass out. Right. Um, you know, there's a creativity that comes yeah. with it. And eventually I'll get, I'll get Steve in here as well. And we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. That'd be an Lay interesting podcast. Yeah. yeah. We do a little cooking uh, show. Talk, talk about do creativity. A little cooking show in one of the open houses. Yeah. Uh, I did one we, a while back. That was pretty cool. By did, the way. did you see the, the open house I did out in East Hampton? No. no. Oh, I got to show you this. Video. Was that the one where the family was involved with it? Where they did, no, did we, we do anything or no? We did an interactive immersive theater experience oh, as an open okay. house. No, I did not see that. And that's going to have to come out. I love it the was, idea. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, I'll, I'll send you it's i remember you guys were talking about it but it's on it, it, it's on our facebook page if okay. you scroll go into the videos it's a lot easier to find it and scroll right. backwards and it's on one of our vlogs Good spin. Uh, it's on vlog uh i want to say somewhere around 10 right in the middle of what we were doing sound okay. about right all right okay so Corey's Corey's yeah. the catalog yeah, Corey, specialist as well. so if you if you go go search hashtag daily dean episode zero one two i go, think guys. it is hashtag daily ding guys yeah we do we do a, we do a vlog that will eventually become consistently weekly right um so yet another shameless plug so uh if you want to see a day in the life of of a real estate agent eventually right. of an entrepreneur and and how you know we don't create anything we just yeah. document what we do he follows yeah. me with a camera and says right. don't i love I, it i don't do anything special i do i do me i love it he can come um, down to south florida anytime he's hired yeah yeah uh, Corey. uh listen when when <laughs> when the arthritis really starts to kick in and, and it's starting already uh but when it really starts to kick in and i, I gotta go back and forth but like i said right. I, I got that beautiful 10 year old at home right now and right. her priority is finishing school, school. here in new york yep. yeah yeah, I moved. I moved at ten, um, right. and yeah. I don't. I don't recommend yeah. that for any anybody. That I know we've got Phoebe coming into age. kindergarten. And yeah, yeah, we're 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 locked in. But when you move a kid who's going into fifth grade, right? That's that's tough. That's the beginning of what I think is some of the toughest time. Now, obviously, junior high and high school. If you move them during those ages, they're in for a rude yeah. awakening. But I think when they're <laughs> when they're young enough, fifth grade it starts to become the tough part for them. Right. Uh, you know, Allie acclimated very quickly. Yeah. The first couple of weeks were she tough. is a little acclimator. You know? Yeah, she fits in everywhere. Yeah, she's a connector. Yeah. You know, I, I really, I really think she is. That's one of her strongest personality yeah. traits. And and she's, um, you know, she's a very caring kid. Uh, and and 
I'm fortunate that most of the scenarios where it happened, most of my kids were always looking yeah. out for others as well. Yeah, that's good. Know? Like my oldest, my oldest one, when he moved to a new school, uh, he was in high school or, yeah. or uh, late, late middle, middle school. Right. Um, and I'll never forget. He got into a fight first couple of days, football practice. Yeah. Smacked somebody around really good. Yeah. And all of a sudden everybody liked them. And then about six months later, him and one of his buddies were watching a couple of the other jerks on the football right. team bullying this kid in the, in the lunchroom. Yeah. Without even knowing who the kid was, my son and his and his buddy walked Took up to the out. guy and said, uh, "If you don't leave him alone, you have to deal with the two right. of us." Kind right. of thing. Right. So you know, the, yeah. those are the those are yeah. the moments that make me as a you dad know what? proud. They, they circle back to real estate. You know, yeah. these agents know in their schools, yeah. hyper local style. You yeah. know, I mean, everything comes right back. Yeah. That's you know? exactly it. Everybody's so so let's well. let's let's talk about the charity to wind down oh, yeah. because we've got a party to get oh, to. Oh man, I got a list uh, of it. I got some core. But, core charities that I really But before enjoy. you even mention the specific charities that you, you do work for, mm-hmm. tell me what is it in your mind that says to you, I have to do, raise money, give back, spend time. Right. That right. makes you that philanthropic person that you choose to be. You know, I think if anything, it was kind of like, it was before, you know, I had Phoebe, um, you know, I've been doing philanthropy for a long time, uh, probably back in the mid, one of the first events that I had, which was cool. I was part of the young professionals for the covenant house. Those of you guys out there watching, you know what that was like. That was a great time. It was, and it was raising, you know, monies for kids that were runaways that would come down to South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember, um, I remember the tsunami effort, uh, that I, that I actually did. That was my first personal event I did with a, a guy by the name of John Haley. Um, him and I together had put together this, um, we blocked off the street over in, you know, right off the beach in Fort Lauderdale that kind of was, you know, it could have been Fort Lauderdale with a tsunami. You know, I mean, you never know. Right. And, um, uh, this, it was like, you know, 2004, 2005, um, we raised about $17,000 that night and you know, nobody at that time was really, you know, helping out with the tsunami efforts that took place. You know, they did some substantial damage yeah. in it and uh in the area so um that was probably like the beginning and i think you know evolving into um pets up for humane society you know that was a really cool uh charitable foundation that we were tied to and i really enjoyed pets Ed. and but um even more than just the specific organizations mm, what yeah. was it that made you say I've got to give time, yeah. effort, and money of my own. You I have know what, to give was, that up. You know what? I'm very social, and I wanted to be around good people, and I felt like that was a great setting initially. Um, it wasn't like a direct calling to just go and do whatever so it was, with anybody. it was a connection thing. Yeah, more, it was more, more of a than connection. Than it evolved a little further. Like it almost became a habit and um, it, for me. and yeah, it was Because a, it becomes a habit. Right, right, yeah. right. And um, then I did the, um, I you know, ran for you know, leukemia lymphoma man of the year back in 2009, our worst real estate market year. And, and I was able to, you know, pull off man of the year for that. My for third that guest, that was, not to cut you off, but yeah. my third guest here, Lauren Zambelli actually yeah. won a uh, woman of the year, 2019 here. Here. Yeah. I mean, it's, listen, it's, no, it's oh my God, here it is. Sitting on the desk. Yeah. Jesus. She came, well, she came to me and she said, that's, which, I mean, that's not, how is this even like here? Yeah. She came, you know, she came that to is me. not plugged. No, not blocked. No, com- complete coincidence. I had no idea that you did it. She came to me and said, lymphoma gratefully acknowledges Dean Miller for your extraordinary support on uh, it was, the difference in the lives of blood cancer patients. Long, Long Island chapter. That's huge. It was, it was a great honor to be asked to be on her team. Uh, it was an even bigger honor to yeah, be able cool to contribute. And, and what I loved most about my involvement in the process, um, 
you know, so she raised a little over, I think it was 108,000 and change. Right. Um, right. Which was an enormous number. There were eight people that ran. Um, The gentleman that won, a guy by the name of Asaf German, who's an attorney from a little further out east, raised over $400,000. Biggest biggest number uh, ever here. But in the course of that night, we raised over $825,000. You know, over the 10 weeks, celebrated that night, $825,000. Yeah, I'm not sure what my guys did. Um, I know that I was 47,000 in 10 weeks. Yeah, which in is still, I mean, think in about 2009, it. that was rough. Yeah. Nobody was giving out any money. I mean, right. it was Market hard. Crashed. Oh. Everybody was hurt. Everybody was shut. Yeah. Everybody was shut down. There was no true philanthropy or, or, yep. or sponsorships so, or any you know, of that stuff. This yeah, is all hard. a big part of who I am and what drives me. And, and anybody who's been paying attention to anything I've been doing over the last year, at least, knows that I am working towards establishing uh, a process, an organization, whatever it is, whether it's mm-hmm. partnering with or starting our own. I want to get more involved to try to figure out how we can eliminate yeah. the homeless veteran population in this country, mm. because there's no reason why any right. man or woman or serves with this country. Lauderdale. You're yeah. dealing with it a lot, a lot bigger yeah. than we are here. And you know, we've, we've actually had, uh, believe it or not, and I'm going to tie in with our commissioner down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I would love um, he's, um, he's actually actively in the military. He's in the Navy and okay. um, he actually took his commission uh, once he came in as the uh, the downtown area commissioner, he has his own little district over there. Um, I think it's District Four. Correct me if I'm wrong over there, Ben. But if he is watching, he hears about it. But yeah, he um, he actually took his office. This is the the kind of leader, and I and I love being surrounded uh, around leaders like this. Yeah. Instead of going into his new office at the city hall, he went and got a canopy, pitched the tent right there at the homeless, at the homeless shelter a makeshift park, homeless huh? park yep. that the homeless chose to live in. Right. And I mean, it shows his support for them. Yeah. And he didn't leave until he got them all homes. I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of that, guy when I come down to Florida, that's what I'm talking about. I, I love you to death and I love spending time with you. But the next time I come down to Florida, that's the guy that I want. To yeah. Oh, you know? listen, let me tell you. I yeah. um, And that's what this is all about to me. Right, right. You know, from a selfish standpoint, complete yeah. transparency, that's why I'm doing yeah. this. I want to yeah. meet people that can help me God. put me in a position to make a bigger yeah, ben, difference. Ben's just a Ben Sorensen, great guy. Actually, I was, um, you know, my brother's a veteran, yep. and um, and I was just kind of like feeling like I needed to find him some sort of opportunity. So right now, my brother's a veteran, uh, is, is driving Ben around, and that's what you know, Ben wanted to have. That's great. Um, a veteran actually yeah. support. And work on his campaign and all that stuff for, you know, whenever he Good starts to him. run again. But I mean, that's the kind of individual and the leader that we have yeah. down in Fort, in Fort Lauderdale. You know, I've got, you know, Heiko Dobrico that I'm able to, you know, follow behind a big mentor. Uh, you, you know, you basically, guy. without being elected by the public, you are basically the mayor of yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Well, I don't think there's a human being that passes through your city. There, there's that, some, listen, there's that some isn't touched strong, by somebody who's touched very, by you. very strong leaders in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. But I will tell you this, that, you know, my leadership is not really geared. The difference I think that separates me from a mass of people just in general would just only be that I would just want to see the best in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I want to see the best in the community and not for myself, not for my family, but for everyone. You, you, know? you, you are a phenomenal advocate. Yeah. And I, I think that yeah. while that may or may not be your choice. Civil words, advocacy. I, I think what you do best in everything you do is that you're an advocate. And I want, I want to wrap on that because I know we're up against almost an hour. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I said, yeah. we got places to be, we can do this all day. And right. We, right. When That's we, great. Fig- when we figure out the best technology for us to use yeah. to do this, Virtually yeah, over, totally. over the net. I think we could figure it out. Yeah. It should be that oh, hard. It, it's be easy. Great. And that's the 
Corey's already got to figure it out. Right. We just got to figure out where we got to tweak some things. Um, but I, listen, I want to thank you for your time. Yeah. Before we go, do you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas you'd like to throw out there to our audience to see if anybody can give you feedback and help you with anything? You know, I, um, you know, for me, I'm just, I'm a hard worker. You know, I love what I do. Uh, and, and, and if anything, I'm always available for any of you guys out there in the, um, out there in the field, especially real estate's kind of my shtick. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for any kind of professional business or real estate, advice. Yeah. I mean, I'm always open to, if you're to listening out, to this you know. and you're open-minded to the idea of mastermind yeah. groups as defined oh, yeah. by the wonderful Napoleon Hill, Jonathan is the kind of guy you should reach out yeah. to. He's, he's available on yeah. Facebook. We'll link him up yeah. to all we'll our plug stuff it up, as well. www.teamjkcompass.com. Yeah. You know, there's my website. And yeah. he's, he's a funny son of a <laughs> insert four letter word here. Uh, he's a character. And, and on that note, we're going to say thank you so much, Jonathan, for coming in, taking some time out of your yeah, schedule. Great time. Great time. Um, here. And thank you to Tracy for allowing him to come I out. Know, you guys I, know. Are Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, it, it, it that's that that's going to be i'm kind of i'm kind of tongue-tied because i've got a Dean, million more ideas but we'll do more it. of this it's good stuff but jonathan thank hopefully you so we much. made an impact for somebody out there and that's yeah. the goal i hope one yeah. person listens to one sentence of something we said over the and course of an hour can, at least you and i got to enjoy our time and together. that's it you yeah. know if not if Seriously. nothing else i'm enjoying my right, time and like right. denise says she says i don't know if you're really liking it or not but you really <laughs> look like you're enjoying it and i'm happy you and me enjoy it that's for sure Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. The podcast will be Opportunity Knox. You can see this uh, live. We are live streaming most of the recordings on Facebook. They will be stored on Dean Miller Real Estate's uh, Facebook page. We hope you tune in. Have a fantastic day. Do me a favor. Like, follow, subscribe, comment, share. Do all that kind of stuff. Help us sp spread the message so that we can help you. Make it uh, rain. That's it. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest right, of your guys. Enjoy. Thank Have you. Have a good weekend.